I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, it's a it's a lovely day here in the Valley of the Sun. What? Well, I mean, it has been a lovely day. Yeah, because it's evening right now. Yeah. Little, little, oh, we're really dating ourselves. Little glimpse behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to listen to this and know, huh? That's so last night. <laughs> yeah, it was. It is. I mean, yes, it was. What have you been? Uh, what have you been doing with yourself? Uh, you know, stuff. There's all kinds of things. You mean the past week? Yeah. Because it's been a while since we've talked. Yeah, oh, it has. On... There, we had an Easter celebration. We did. I yeah. Mean, we didn't have a celebration. You, you had an Easter celebration. Sure, with with family, and I hid eggs. Uh, you know, I was talking to someone today about that, and. Um, because he told me that his parents, this is a guy who's like 25, and he told me that his parents still hide eggs for for him and his uh, siblings' uh, family, other other children that his parents have. Just neighborhood kids that they invite over kids. and give whiskey. And uh, well, that's what I was wondering about because I asked him what's in the eggs. He said candy, sometimes dollar bills, and because I didn't know it was his parents that were doing this. I just assumed that he was doing this with his friends. So I assumed that it'd be filled with like condoms, joints, and uh, you know, shot shot little, bottles. Little airline bottle. It, yeah. I've never seen a plastic egg big enough to hold an airline bottle of vodka though uh there are those squat little uh tequila uh bottles mm, mm-hmm. so i told him about this and he said yeah that's a great idea I'm gonna do you think do you could next year. just take one of those plastic eggs and fill it with tequila and close it <laughs> and then put it in the pinata I for think... some for some reason i think of these as being in a pinata sure they should be i mean that's typically what adults fill pinatas with i was at a birthday party last night and they had a pinata and i was surprised to learn that they had actually filled it with candy huh Oh, right. Because last year, last year, the same girl's birthday, the pinata was filled with joints, right? A different, different girl. Oh, uh, it seems they, like you would break all the joints if you, they, they didn't for some reason, you know, and I guess if you know how to make a joint and a joint broke, you would know how to mend it. I well, yeah, but not if it fell out onto the grass, if you got your grass in the grass, sure. Then that that's snake true. in the grass would get it. Right. Also, are they never allowed to invite their friend who's a cop? Uh, well, it's not the same circle of friends, but, mm. um, I think so. We shouldn't talk about this. It might be held against us in a court of law. By who? I don't know. By Mr. Claw? The judge? The judge. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the rock will get sent to Alcatraz. You right. know, just like we're sentenced to go on a tour of sure. Alcatraz. Yeah. It's like saying a Hail Mary. <laughs> You know, like when you've made a really good touchdown. <laughs> go see 10 tours of Alcatraz and call me in the morning. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, all week happens, right? Uh, as, as it does every week. And I think, oh man, I should really write that down because we should talk about this later. And then, uh, I don't, and I forget, or sometimes I write it down and I don't understand what I've written down. Because you can't read your handwriting or because you can't understand the words? A little bit of both. <laughs> but, um, I do have something that happened to me and it was kind of significant. Okay. Uh, I was asleep in bed yesterday and I woke up because a bug was inhaled by my nose Hmm. and it got stuck in my throat and I had to cough it up. That's gross. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was, was it like a bumblebee? (laughs) It was one of those carpenter bees. No, it was a, a, just a gnat. You know, hmm. but, but an ant just like flying into your nose. Why it didn't was, you just swallow it instead it was like of coughing the it up? Oh, did it get I into your lung? It was in my uh, th- throat, air throat You didn't want to, I mean, part. you know, it, 
were you afraid that it was going to move a bunch of its friends in and have loud parties and stuff? Why didn't you just let it yeah, stay? Yeah, I didn't want it, want it to disturb the neighbors. I just couldn't uh, make it the move. The neighbors, your heart. In or out. And your esophagus. Sure, and my tapeworms. They don't like it. Uh, so, that, yeah, that was a thing. That's gross. Uh-huh. You know, I had a thing happen that uh, happened. I had a thing happen to me this morning that happens every once in a while. And this is weird. And I think maybe this doesn't happen to normal people. Every once in a while, I will wake up just hearing as clear as day someone saying my name. And then there's nothing. There's n- There can't have been anyone saying my name. Does that ever happen to you? It does. Not with your name or oh. my name. Oh. Just a word or something. Mm. Yeah, that has happened. Um, is your house on an ancient burial ground? It is, but it's not. It, they weren't angry people. Oh, they're you know, peaceful like, people. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were like. They, they, I mean, they they were uh, Chinese railroad slaves, but they were treated pretty well. You know, sure. they worked for one of the good. It was like they worked for the Google of railroad companies. Uh-huh. Not so they're Microsoft. Their, you know, their motto was don't don't exploit the slaves too much. <laughs> That's a good motto if you're going to yeah. have slaves, I guess. They, you know, they, they gave them access to sure. water. I mean, they called them indentured servants. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a lot of power in a name. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's it. You know, maybe maybe the word that I heard was not actually Zach, but uh, die infidel. I don't think the indentured Chinese servants would uh, say that. You don't think so? No. Well, I mean, they, it would be in Chinese. I mean, they would tell you that your kung fu sucks. Oh, okay, right. That yeah, that that my uh, floating my floating fish technique was yeah. useless against your David Carradine is no good here. Um. <laughs> it's, uh, that's what I think of when, yeah. when I think of indentured yeah. servants. Is that phrase uh-huh. your, your David Carradine is no good here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we had yeah. yeah we did have Easter I uh I didn't do anything for Easter but my mother's birthday uh, happened to fall the day before Easter this mm-hmm. year uh, so I went I went down there to see oh. my mother that's my but, brother's birthday is when your mother's cool. birthday that's is. the same as Shakespeare's birthday really and the day that he died he died on the day that he was he born? died on his birthday yeah I mean not it was many years later oh but yeah oh so he did live past yeah it's the really day. hard it's really hard to write a lot of plays when you're stillborn. Although sure. maybe maybe a guy named William Shakespeare was stillborn, and then Francis Bacon was all like, ah, "Don't worry, I got this," because he you know he was like sent back in his time machine. Oh no, oh, right. Shakespeare was stillborn. We got to take care of this. And I thought so it was sent- Hamlet who had a time machine. Oh, not Francis Bacon. Okay, I think you're confusing your 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 histories. I think you're probably right. Yeah, which one was rotten in Denmark? Uh, I think that was Macbeth. Okay. Yeah. Um. He was Scottish, though. How was he not Scottish? Well, that's why it was weird and rotten in Denmark, because he was Scottish. Oh, it was just like a racist thing. Yeah. Whenever whenever a Scot would walk by in Denmark, everybody would be like, ooh, something smells <laughs> rotten. Something's rotten. That, that Scotsman's ripe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it used to be that whenever there were flies uh, around, my, my grandfather would uh, tell my grandmother to pull her pants down. <laughs> Why? To, the, the implication being that the uh, the flies would then rush to what had been exposed by my grandmother pulling her pants down huh. and get out of whatever they were in. I I see. It was it was a term of endearment. Sure, it was a funny thing. It, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. When did you learn this? How uh, little were you? Oh, I don't know. Because it'd be really funny if you're five, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And did you pull your pants down to see if the trick worked? No, I didn't. Okay. I never did. You've never tried that? I bathed a lot when I was a kid and, and was forced to by parents. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. like now. When yeah. I, when I, you now know, that you're grown the best up, part you can do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I ate a bug on a log. I ate bugs on a log and I used an entire stalk of celery. Really? Yeah, it was terrible because the peanut butter I used was real runny. So it just got oh. all over fucking everything. Oh, you didn't mix like, it up? Maybe this is why my parents never let me make a bug on a log that was an entire stalk of celery. Because the peanut butter would be runny. Yeah. <laughs> they knew. Yeah. By the time you got to, like, the, the, the time that you spend cutting the celery in half is critical in letting the peanut butter set. Oh, yeah, that would be. These, these are the type of calculations that you're just not aware, aware of as, as a child. You know, when you're a child and you do foolish things, mm-hmm. and then when you become an adult, you set aside those large celery stalks of bugs on a log. It's good, though. You know, one of the one of the cruel tricks of getting older, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like there's a lot of cruel tricks in this right. in this reality. I there's experienced the, you know, today, like hot girls who are like super into going down on you. Totally crazy. Really? Yeah. That doesn't happen. Oh, it does happen. No, it does, and that's the cruel trick. That's 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 the cruelty of being the age that you are now. As women get older, they get more into having sex, Mm -hmm. and as men get older, they get less into having sex. Cruel, cruel trick. That is kind of cruel. As you get older, you you're 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 like you know what? There's nobody stopping me from eating an entire bag of Doritos. But then you eat an entire bag of Doritos, and you're like, oh god damn it! Why didn't somebody stop me? Gross. Why didn't somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't Do you do that anymore? I don't really eat a whole bag of Doritos. I never anymore. I had like five Doritos the Although other night. Although Doritos wanted to sponsor us, I would say, okay. Oh, I'll yeah, eat I a eat bag. a whole bag of Doritos every day. Yeah. yeah. And man, are they good. Yes. They and are. I forget what I said earlier about cool wishing ranch. that somebody had stopped me from doing that. Um, I ate a, I ate like five Cool Ranch Doritos yesterday out mm-hmm. of a bag that had been sitting in the sun. And then you barfed. For a really long time. So they were sort of warm ranch oh, okay. Doritos. Mm-hmm. It was good. You know, I can imagine making some chilaquiles out of those. You would? No. That's cool. I wouldn't eat chilaquiles even if they weren't with gross Doritos. Oh, I've made them. I think you've eaten some. Yeah. It's got that whole soggy bread thing that I oh, don't like. Oh, so now... Okay. Yeah. You hadn't had any before I made some. No. And now you've tried them, and now you're convinced. Yes, I'm convinced that I don't want them. Right. It's like biscuits and gravy. Huh. You don't like that? That gross. was That was my favorite restaurant meal as a little kid. That is disgusting. Really? It's gross. It is mm. always gross. It's soggy bread, man. No soggy bread. There's a restaurant oh. uh, down the street from here that the side dish that they give you with every like is sandwich that you order is soggy bread. It is like bread this and bread water. salad that oh, is just right. bread soaked in vinegar with, you know, it's like pasta salad, but with just chunks sure, of yesterday's I've, bread. I've had that. It's gross. And it's awful. I feel that it tastes all right, but it looks like vomit. Mm-hmm. The colors, the color, it's, it's just sort of this pink ish kind of thing with spices on it so then it looks like somebody just uh barfed in your bowl mm-hmm. but it tastes real good so maybe barf would taste pretty good it might i mean there's a lot of stomach acid in there but you know you sure got but that that's helpful all right time, i yeah. mean you all right it all it's less work it all mixes up in your stomach yeah i, I remember uh, i remember one of the one of the handful of uh witty retorts i remember giving to a parent that actually sort of shut them up was how i didn't like it when uh, i didn't like it when my food would mix on my plate mm-hmm. and my dad said stop wine and it all gets mixed up in your stomach anyway and i said yeah but once it's in there you don't have to look at it and eat it <laughs> and he was like yeah you know that's, that's a good point from true. now on i'm gonna respect your desire to not have your food all mixed up on your plate uh, did it did he get you one of those plates that had the dividers i no, always wanted one of those you would never go that far 
I, I always liked it when there were paper, you know, you get the, the fancy paper plates that have yeah. those. The problem with those, though, is that the dividers are never the right size. Yeah, or shape. what you want is really six equal size dividers. Yes. Uh, one for each uh, chicken nugget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, t and tot. Yes. And then another one for each of your six dipping sauces. Yes. Uh, which, um, what are the six dipping sauces? There, well, there's uh, ketchup, cottage cheese, mayonnaise mustard uh a melted jamocha milkshake from arby's yes that's good for dipping uh, wait how many is that now sliced eggs that's four that's four mm -hmm. really there really are two others five uh we already said cottage cheese right yes gravy mm -hmm. gravy's the dipping sauce that's a delicious one. Oh, and uh, uh ahi tuna ahi tuna yes ahi tuna. Bake, baked potatoes okay and just dip you dip your french fries in a big jug of baked potatoes yeah i mean that's you can't argue with that potatoes go with potatoes that's true right they do um so uh yeah easter i did i had easter i had oh, yeah. a, i went to some indian ruins I'm, I'm sorry uh native american ruins okay right indian Shit. ruins are in india i forgot i have to be sensitive on this podcast why do you... it's not like my normal day-to-day -day life yeah where i just my goal is to offend everyone as sure. quickly and as as, often as efficiently as, as possible. possible oh yeah 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 because i'm well, lazy i'm i'm sure that you were really excited about the wedding right the what this week the wedding. oh i forgot yeah yeah no so my, my brother's gonna get married yeah yeah is he is he gonna um is it, gonna, is it gonna like change the the fate of a nation or something no oh oh you oh you're referring to the the other wedding right no you're referring to the announcement of a wedding is i thought your brother was gonna get married and then like not tell anyone or invite anyone we'll find out stay tuned he, he's not gonna elope he's just gonna have a wedding and not invite anyone sure because he thinks that would make his bride to be happy as just like you know seeing a big fancy wedding venue with all those empty tables just uh yeah. Look, at all, look at all the potential. That is really fancy, isn't it? To have a huge event but not invite anyone. Yeah. And all of that is for you. You're like, this is so this, this is, is so exclusive. This yeah. is so exclusive that only we are the only people good allowed in to be here. You actually have bouncers that keep everyone else out. Mm -hmm. They let you in. They ask you, are you on the list? Mm -hmm. Bride? Yes. Okay. Groom? Okay. Go in. Mm. They have black t-shirts mm -hmm. with, uh, with ties printed on them. Because it's a black tie. Affair. Yeah. I have one of those t-shirts now, the black t-shirt that says security on it. Yeah. Yeah. Does it get you into places? You, you know, I've never tried it, but... The, you don't look like a bouncer. Yeah. That's the thing. The first time that I wore it, which was in a bouncer capacity, people uh, laughed at me mm -hmm. and said, you're the bouncer? No way. But then I would make them show me their ID. Yeah, and I was real serious. And you would it. like stick your nightstick up their butt and stuff. Yeah, I did. Just to I, subjugate I did cavities. Them. I mean, that's searches. that's the important thing about being a bouncer is right away you got to make somebody your bitch. Yeah, because otherwise nobody all else the will, other nobody bouncers, else will believe you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was gonna say all the other bouncers. No, you don't to, want to do it to, to the other bouncers. Those guys. Are, no, no, but you need big. to assert your authority you so that but so over, that they know. What I'm saying is over the over the 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 the. Uh, you know what do you what do you call them the crowd the mm, customers the marks the attendees i don't, I don't, I don't the attendees yeah the um, the celebrants <laughs> uh okay so yeah that's that was good that was a week you've been all right i think so no 
No, no I've been really stressed out and depressed and I've, I've been depressed about not getting enough work done. And mm-hmm. then the way that that depression manifests is by me doing not, less work, not work. So yeah. I'm, I'm getting a lot of video games played. That's, that's, been, that's an accomplishment. I that's mean, been good. You, you know, that's your business. So you should know sure. what's out there. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to rationalize it. Sure. I'm, I'm going to use that to let me sleep at night. Yeah. To be should. woken up by the sound of a woman saying, Zach. Zach. Only not really. Have you played video games today? Mm, no, not yet. I just woke up. Disembodied Chinese yeah. woman voice. Get on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when the Chinese woman in San Diego taught you guys how to do Kung Fu. <laughs> when you bought me, oh, yeah, you bought yeah, me yeah, that yeah, wooden yeah. sword. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. Tell the story, Roy. Oh, uh, we were walking by the, okay, we were walking to the apartment that, that um, was rented for the, the Comic-Con. Uh, was that last year? Mm-hmm. That was last year. And there was this tiny apartment that had its door open, and it was, it was a condo, and uh, they had a tiny little sign saying yard sale, right? But you walk in there, and it's one of those condos where they don't have a yard. It's just a walkway to the front door. But there they had set up all these little tables. And the one thing that drew my attention was this large katana-like wooden sword. And I bought it thinking that this is definitely something that, that you would like. I do and like sh- wooden swords. Yeah, wooden I swords. I like metal swords and all kinds of swords. All kinds of swords. Um, and she showed me how to properly uh, wield it. And then I showed you. Which and was a little... I assume that you've been wielding it. was it. a little stomping dance that was described as kung fu. I don't think Kung Fu has swords. I don't I don't know. I don't think she was Chinese either. Oh. Hmm. She might have been Thai. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she could have taught you Tai Chi. Maybe. Is that is Tai Chi from Thai Thailand? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think what about only, kimchi? Uh, underage prostitutes. Kimchi's from Korea. No wait, are they from Thailand? They're from Malaysia. I mean, I think there are underage prostitutes everywhere. I don't think the world discriminates. Hmm. I guess you're right. Well, I don't know. You don't you don't hear a lot about like, you know, Icelandic underage prostitutes, do you? No, but how much time have you spent there and looking for prostitutes? Mostly just uh, the time I was hanging out with Bjork. Oh, right. She was into that. And she was of age. Yeah. At the she time, wanted underage, she? but she was looking for underage prostitutes. I yeah. yeah. I wish I could do a Bjork impression. If I tried, it would just sound like I was screeching. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, insert screeching here. I was trying to earlier uh, uh, do a voice like uh, like an elderly uh, grandmother that was concerned about something, and, and I was that sound like? struck by how much it sounded like Axl Rose. So then really? it just morphed into "Where do we go now? Hey, hey." Oh, it was okay. funny. We had a good did time. Did you did you put a sunny on the end of that? Yes, uh, because it, it, I was actually uh, Axl Rose being channeled through uh, uh, tubs. tubs, Rico Tubs. From uh, Miami Vice. Okay. Who's asking, where do we go now, Sonny? I need sure. to know where the leads on this case mm-hmm. are I've taking got, us next. I've got you, babe. You know, we had a ton of questions. Uh, a lot of people needing okay. a lot of help with a lot okay. of issues. And I think we should uh, we should get going and, uh, and, 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 uh, and, and dispense some advice to these people, because that's what this podcast is all about. But first, Roy, let's have a cocktail. Refreshing. So this is another first. Tonight's cocktail... I don't know if you can actually call this a cocktail. You said there are ingredients. It's right? got ingredients. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this comes to us by way of a question from, uh, uh, I think, uh, Chaimkli or Chaimkli, who I think is related to uh, related to Paul Clay. 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 Uh-huh. Cassius Clay. Related to, from Cassius Chaim Clay. Did you know that Gene Simmons' real name is Chaimvit? 
Really? Mm-hmm. Would he be less of an asshole if he went by that name? Maybe. Maybe so. Huh. Uh, anyway, uh, Chime Klee writes, How the heck do I drink absinthe and make it taste like not the worst thing in the world? I've got a bottle and no clues. Well, mm. so there's two possibilities here. One is that you're doing it wrong. Uh, the other is that you don't like the taste of black licorice. And therefore... Which is the only taste of licorice. Well, sure. Right? Licorice is the flavor anise yeah sure i mean and it's colored black but i think people don't when you say licorice to an american who is our age or younger sure i think what they think of is like red vines or yeah, fucking red vines man red vines are not licorice They're red not. vines are strawberry flavored or whatever flavor that is in the shape of what you associate as being licorice which is twizzlers black. are almost like licorice like i feel like black licorice has the same consistency and and composition of Twizzlers. Like sure, but the flavor is licorice. Sure, yeah, sure. You know, it's like saying black pineapple. So it's one of those things that it's it's like drinking coffee. If you're like, I don't drink coffee, and the reason that you don't drink coffee is because it tastes gross, or if you're mm-hmm. like, I don't drink beer, and the reason you don't drink beer is because it tastes right. yucky. Having that a is, latte isn't going to change that. Th- no, the, the reason the reason for that is that you are a child, and you need to man up and fucking learn to appreciate things that are not immediately accessible. Or you could just spend the rest of your life drinking nothing but Mountain Dew and having everyone you meet call you a goddamn baby all the time. Really? Because babies drink Mountain Dew? Yes. That's all they drink. So that's what you were raised on? Yeah, well, um, to be fair, my mother had a disorder that caused her uh, her mammary ducts to p- dispense <laughs> only Mountain, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, yeah. yeah. Is she the source or of Mountain Dew? It's weird that she was born well before Mountain Dew was actually invented. Huh. I don't actually know if that's true. Oh, then she probably has a, a copyright infringement claim, right? So let's say that let's say that Chaim Klee is not one of these babies who needs to learn to drink fucking coffee. Even if you don't go on to drink coffee, even if you're like, no, I don't like caffeine, it makes me jittery or whatever, just but work on it. what if you don't like the flavor of coffee? Nobody likes the flavor of coffee to start with. You don't like it until you get past the initial dislike of it, but then it actually gets good. And that's an important skill I feel skill like to have. I did like coffee. Yeah, well, maybe you're a weirdo. But I also don't don't drink it black the way that you do. Was there okay? Sure, there you go. I mean, if you th- that's the other thing. If you're the kind of person who puts ten creams and ten sugars in your coffee, you're I like it sweet. I know that you are not a person who is afraid of a sophisticated, unaccessible flavor in things because what you, you're saying is that I try whatever weird thing is put in. You front try of me. all kinds of weird things, and you will develop a taste for weird things. You know, you know, you smoked cigarettes. It takes some wherewithal it takes some follow-through to smoke Uh, cigarettes i also feel like that's something i liked immediately (laughs) Uh, man you're not making this easy i don't like onions uh sometimes does that help no no it doesn't what i'm saying is there is some things are an acquired taste is what you're saying and it it, that is a valuable skill to have that is I, i i think that it is sort of akin to the kind of delayed gratification that leads to success in all areas of life Mm -hmm. right so you gotta like the taste of appreciation of licorice you have to like the taste of anise or you're not gonna like anise or fennel or we're having uh we're having it in the what what is described as the traditional way i don't know man uh it's uh i should have brought the bottle up here it's uh stuff that i ordered we went to england a few years ago i'm gonna post a photo of it okay right so cool on Uh, facebook and this stuff was for sale in england and then we had some and then when i got home i checked to see if you could order it online and you could so i ordered a bunch of it and this was several years ago and i'm still just making my way through those bottles uh but it's it goes a long way it does 
Lafee, L-A-F-E-E. And there's an I like a green eyeball on the uh, mm-hmm. on the bottle. It's very distinct. And it's Parisian. And very the distinct. green stuff. Don't get the blue stuff because that's gross. So now, what's the difference? What? How's the blue stuff taste? I don't I know. Mean, if they're you're all not the, the blue stuff is what you, is the the preparation of that is the like lighting the sugar like you soak some sugar in it and then light oh, it on fire I and that see. stuff and that so that always changes been, the flavor. It's just been really gross when I've had it. The way that you do this, you 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 put you put some in a glass. You know, you use these. You can use these special glasses. We're just drinking another wine glass because I like it. Stays colder if it's in a wine glass that you can grab by the stem. Mm-hmm. Um, you put the uh, the absinthe spoon on the top of it, slotted slotted spoon thing, and put it comes sh- with a spoon. Put a sugar cube on it. Well, it came with a spoon. When you I could use it, a yeah. fork though. You could use a fork. Yeah, I never thought of that. That's really clever. That's the first time that we tried absinthe. That's what what he used. Really? Uh huh. Oh, okay. That's what I remember. Uh, we had a friend uh, maybe 11 years ago who figured out how to make some All right, I wasn't, I wasn't there. This oh, I was, thought you yeah, were there. No, okay, I wasn't sorry. There. That's why I don't remember doing uh, that. And he just made some at home, uh, which re- really in retrospect was probably a stupid thing to... To drink. Uh, to drink because he could have just poisoned all of that us. That guy didn't half-ass anything, though. No, I mean, he didn't. He, you know, he... I, I mean, he built a real still and figured yeah. it out. If he, like, help. built a car, I would probably go for a ride in that car, even though I'm like, what the fuck? How do you just build a car? Yeah, but a uh, <laughs> car is something that you can get out of, right? The sure. other is if you drink poison, you're going to have to do something about it. Yeah, you're you gonna can't just go, you don't have to go door. to the hospital, and then you're going to have to admit to them that you just drank some shit that came out of some glass tubes yeah. in, in this guy's garage. Yeah, people die from yeah. from weird things like that. Uh, and they were like, "What? What were you thinking? Were you super high?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah." Were, that you, was the reason you were I always said, okay. super high when you were there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sugar cube on the spoon. Uh, I usually use a cocktail shaker uh, to shake up some ice and water, and uh, then drip that over the sugar cube until it kind of dissolves. Use like three parts water to one part absinthe. I would say mm-hmm. it gets nice and cloudy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it has a nice color. Yeah, it's uh, it is very astringent. It really like kind of rips your mouth up, right? And that's it diluted. It's almost yeah. impossible to drink straight. I've never tried that. I've I never did really, try that. It it tastes different when you get it into water because mm-hmm. some stuff comes out of suspension that, that actually tastes different. Just from, from what I've read, there's a lot of pretentious crap written about absinthe. Oh, by the way, are you hallucinating yet? It makes me uh, no, but I am delusional. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. I am hallucinating a little bit, but I ate kind of a lot of peyote before we started so oh. it might just be that kicking in mm-hmm. um that's what the barf is on your shirt there yes should probably change that yeah i, I gotta remember to not wear this shirt when i go, when out, I to go dinner. out to dinner yeah. after the after the podcast recording uh yeah yet another no, we're da- we're dating it again oh, oh right, man then. this is so before dinner you shouldn't mention that we're recording this people oh, are right right know. Know. right we're supposed to uh that's what that's what Kevin reminded me of on the other podcast. They're supposed to we're supposed to pretend we're supposed to allow them to feel like they're just in the room with us while we're having this conversation. Well, they are in the room with us. I, I what think are you doing in my person. house? Get out of here! You, I don't even know you. What? Why do you think it's okay to come in to this room in my house without asking? No, and and see, I feel the opposite way. I feel like everyone that is listening to our words might be someone that I would want to be friends with. Oh, well, I'm yeah, not saying for all the weirdos. I'm not saying I don't want to be friends with them. I'm just saying I don't want them to oh, feel like wanna, they can just walk say, into just my come house. Into my ha- okay, you'd yeah. want them to call you first. I would want to or text m- you and say, "Hey, I'm coming over. Are you around?" Well, no, no, not text me and say, "I'm coming over." I would like to come over. May I? Are you, may I, sir? May I around, sir? May I come over, sir? 
Uh, I see. Okay. No, mother may I. And then they mother they may show I. up on the street, and then I say, red light, green light, go. Uh-huh. And then they're allowed to walk until I say, red light. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, what if happens can, when you get to the front? I never played this game. I don't as a remember. Kid. If they if they uh, Do you hit them? I think if you break through their line, you say red riding hood and then you have to punch each other in the dicks. In the dicks. Yeah. Really? You what can't if play girls with girls are girls. Well, then they have to bring a dick. Oh, okay. Um so like sometimes a girl will bring her younger brother. Mhm. It's okay though. It's, if he's prepubescent getting hurt in the hurt in the dick doesn't hit nearly as much. Sure. Um so yeah, the, you know, absinthe is good if you like absinthe. Yeah, that's basically it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would not order it at a bar, I don't think. You don't think they'll make it the right there way? Are, yeah, I don't. Or they use a synthetic kind or whatever, yeah. not the real absinthe. I had absinthe at a bar in Prague, mm-hmm. and it wasn't very good. Really? Yeah. And that's where it's supposed to be really good. I don't know. I've had some other uh, I've had some other uh, varieties of absinthe than this one that weren't green. So I associate the green with goodness because this is the best that mm-hmm. I've had. Might also be that this is just what I drank first. Right. You know? yeah, I got that some. Uh, we went on that distillery tour of uh, the St. George's Distillery in Alameda last year, mm-hmm. and uh, they they made. What some. do they make? Oh, they make. They make those. a lot of they make a lot of like flavored vodkas and stuff. I see. Um, but it's weird. They're they're like really open. You just get to walk around all the machinery and stuff. Really? I don't know that you normally get to. We asked so many questions that she was like, you know what? Hold on, and took us away from the <laughs> you tasting need special area attention. and like took us on a tour. Oh, I see. So it the, wasn't you weren't on a tour. We were at a ta- we did a tasting. tasting. Yeah, and yeah, and then oh, she, she took us cool. on a tour because she was friendly and they mm-hmm. seemed to not give a shit about mm-hmm. security or whatever. And then she took you out back. The whole thing was outdoors. I, um, nah, she was she was kind of old. She wasn't yep. really old. She had a lot of tattoos, which is oh. also not a bad. Th- I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't go out back with her. <laughs> She offered. I mean, I was in San Francisco, and I was like, "Oh, when in Rome?" Uh huh. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's what you have to do there, right? If you're gonna, if you're, when if in ever in your life you're gonna try some gay stuff, you want to do it in San Francisco, probably because you, uh, you get the pure stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, straight from the straight from the source. Yeah. Not it's not it's not it's uh, not diluted. Compromise. There are no right. adjuncts. Right, right. It's like this is it. You know what you're getting. You do it, and you know it's fine. So, you know, if it was good enough for insane artists in the 1700s, it's good enough for us, right? Do you think, uh, I mean, it's like any alcohol, right? If you're just guzzling a bunch of it, uh, you're going to be creative. So I think it was, I I think it was just like a sort of a cultural thing, right? Right. Like it just happened to be there. I think so. The demonization of it was a similar thing happened with gin at some point in England. Yeah. Where it was like. Okay, there's a lot of people. It was a serious problem. There's a lot of people drinking gin, and there's a big problem with alcoholism. Crazy. So let's just make gin illegal. Although I think in that case, no, it's what they like, did is they uh, nationalized. You it. couldn't brew your own gin yeah. anymore. Like gin was somebody figured out a real easy way to make gin, and so then bars yeah, sprung up gin. everywhere. But it was there was nothing wrong with absinthe, right? Absinthe was never dangerous or harmful, and it never really made you hallucinate, right? It's just that it became sort of fashionable. What I what I read was that like. If some member of society, like say, died of syphilis mm-hmm. or something, they like would that, say it was. They absent. would say it was absentism as the cause of death. Really, and so it was like, oh, the absent—that's a scourge. So that's the real problem, not unprotected sex. It was a good. It was a. It was a, a nice scapegoat, right? Because it was like the the kind of the tyranny of the majority, right? Like you don't like those artists, you you want to take away the thing that they drink, um, right? You know, like our recent regulations against bathtub cheese. Yeah. 
I remember seeing something in the news in Arizona about bathtub cheese really? and I'm cracking down on bathtub cheese. Oh, that's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I wasn't making that I've up. I've never had any. I Have think you? it was mostly like cheese that poor Mexican people would make and sell. And so... Like on the side of the road or mm-hmm, something? Yeah, I guess. You okay. know, door to door, like the tamale ladies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, apparently it was a thing. Uh, in our neighborhood, there's... Um, oh, shoot. I, I, I don't remember the name of it. There's a champurrado, uh, which is like a type of... Uh, drink you made make out of pineapple and I didn't know what this was because there was a stand you know selling it and I asked my mother and she told me oh yeah and sent me a recipe for it and it's basically a lightly fermented pineapple drink huh that you know in our neighborhood there's a stand where they just sell that on the side of the road like to kids I don't think it's to kids it's not for kids no not for kids by kids. I mean, how how alcoholic is it? I don't think it's very alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Much lighter than a cider. I haven't made any yet. I have the recipe. I'll I'll make some and then we'll have it cool. before. Is it a podcast. thing where you have to like you? Okay, first leave a pineapple sitting in the sun for two two months. No, but there is. You cut it up and uh, you make the mixture and stuff, and then you leave it on your counter at room temperature for a week or something. Okay, something like so that. it's like pruno. Only less sort of institutionalized. Yes. Like prison, less, less toilety. Prison-free prison wine. Yes. Cruelty-free mm-hmm. poultry. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. answer some questions. All right. Shannon writes, why do my dogs keep eating grass and puking? Are they going to die? Well, the short answer is yes. Uh, mm. in, in about one-seventh as much time as it's going to be until you die. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about this earlier. When do you suppose they decided that one dog year was seven human years? I, I don't know. Was life expectancy uh, was life expectancy lower? Oh, then? that's right. interesting. So has it been adjusted? So maybe yeah. it should be more. Right? Although on on a more serious note, uh, which yeah, this is always a terrible idea. But my my understanding is that life expectancy, in terms of like you, uh, the main factor in the increase in life expectancy over time has been. A reduction in infant mortality just because of better medical care and mm-hmm. not that people are actually living longer if they really? survive past infancy huh right so who knows although it's not then, nutrition but then you also keep hearing stuff about like how that. people are living forever and that's a drain on the medical system and uh, you know why don't you just let everyone commit suicide at 30 the way that every right-thinking person wants to right I don't know. Uh, you, you, dog years. If a dog year is seven regular years, does that mean that like nine dog minutes is like an hour? So is that why like if you fuck with hmm. a dog for nine minutes, he's like really pissed? Because it's yeah, like you've tired. been fucking like, with a human for like an hour. Let me like, let me Jesus. rest now. That's why they sleep seven times a day. Yeah. Seven times a day? Yeah. Really? they have Because every dog day is seven days. Oh, right. Every, there are seven dog day afternoons in a regular human day. Huh. And four scar faces. You know, I never really thought of that. That's good. Uh, what about cats? Uh, I don't know. I cat- mean, they sleep even more than dogs do. That's true. But I don't know uh, what uh, cat years are. I mean, cats live, what, 20 years? About. They can. They can. 20 years. Yeah. I mean, they live until they get hit by a car, by sure. and large, because you let them outside. Because you're a terrible pet owner, Roy. Hey, I don't want to restrict his freedom, right? I mean, I will restrict the amount of sex that he has, which is none. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I want him to live outside. I want him to run around. He yeah, has cat and, friends. They hang out. Hit by a car. Mm? You want your He's cat done to get all hit right. by a car? He did run. Uh, when we come home, 
Uh, he waits for us, and then as I'm trying to drive into the driveway, he runs around in front of the car, and I have to honk at him to get him out of the way. And the other day, I, I did almost run over him. Somebody, you're going to run over I, your cat, I and then you're going to feel bad. I am going to feel bad. I'm going to feel bad if he just dies regular. Cool. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Um, Nick Youngers. This is a cool name, because it's like, you know, uh, McManus the Elder and Nick Younger. <laughs> Uh, is it a good idea to move in with a friend while in high school? Hmm. I mean... Do you think Nick Youngers is in high school? I, well, I don't know. Let's assume so. It's a weird situation, right? Like, if it's even an option, then you're in a weird situation. Sure, but and some so people do And so it's kind of impossible to say what you should do, right? Like, if right. you don't have parents that you can live with while you're in high school... Then maybe you should be with, with a friend. No telling what you should do. But, I mean, is it with a friend that is also in high school and uh, not living at home? Or is it like moving in with a girlfriend? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to get married to your high school sweetheart anyway, you might as well move in together as early as possible. Yeah, so that, you get, know. get it started. Get it, get it going. Uh, so that in your senior photos, you're both pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've had friends that did move in with other friends during high school, and they needed to, and it turned out okay. Did you? Yeah. Did they have bad lives where they didn't have parents and stuff? Uh, it wasn't ideal. So, yeah. Did they get emancipated? Uh, maybe. No, maybe not so far. Were they constipated? Sometimes. Uh, that really depends more on your diet and your level of stress. But, uh, you know, I can work out. Cool. Yeah. You know, I, I've thought about this. You know, if if uh, my uh, if something were to happen to my brother and sister-in-law, um, I was on the list of the person that their kids would go to. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> they have six kids. And, uh, you know, the youngest or the eldest is uh, how she's 21 now. Yeah. Boy, I, wh- yeah. what I would be yeah, in favor if I were you is like, you know, why don't all these kids just move in with each other? Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, prob- exactly. Problem solved. Just pa- pair them off. Yeah. Um, you know, so I've often thought, you know, would I be able to do something like that? Like take care of, you know, because I was basically just like a kid in college at that time. But sometimes it'll work. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe there should be a follow-up, Nick Youngers. I mean, okay, so Nick, if you're in high school, I would definitely rather you move in with a friend than you, like, have to come and stay at my house. Right. Right, like, if somebody just drops you off swaddled mm-hmm. in a basket on my doorstep, yeah. I'm going to say, hey, uh, get out of that basket um, and find a friend nearby and move right. in with them. I mean, if you're considering moving in with a friend while you're in high school, then I think that probably means that your situation at the time isn't so good. So moving in with a friend is a better situation. So yeah. maybe, maybe you do need to do that. I you don't know, know. It's good to live with people. Consider all the possibilities. It's good to learn. Uh, I think something that was really good for me was learning how to live with strangers. Yeah, that is good. Learning, there, how, to, learning no how to share to space with people who will call you on your bullshit. Right, because they don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're yeah, not, that's true. They got nothing And you have to, to keep, you know, not take stuff from their shelf in the kitchen and not put stuff on their shelf. Mm-hmm. Or in the refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah. And, and put the toilet seat down. Anything that goes on this shelf that isn't mine is going up your ass. Right. That's the sign you put on there. But then here's here's an important parenting lesson. You can't threaten to do something and then not actually go through you with it. You have to do so it. So if you write that sign that says, anything you put on this shelf is going up your ass, this is my shelf, you cocksuckers. 
which is right. the kind of note that I would put. I mean, this is this was an important lesson that I learned by living with strangers. Don't write notes like that. Right. It makes you that's, seem like a, that's the first it thing. makes you seem like a crazy fucker. Yeah. And they won't want to live with you mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. First opportunity. Yeah. I mean, especially the first time they put like a cantaloupe on your shelf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? What else we got? We got some other questions on some other some other sheets of paper here, don't we? Yeah. Um, this one. Sure. Okay. Uh, Michael writes, "Hey Roy, I like your last basilisk artwork. Will you be adding unique artwork for all the earlier cast as well?" Yeah, this brings up something. It's been a a giant hassle. Uh, Roy decided a few episodes ago that he wanted to do artwork for every episode, and because I thought it'd be a nifty thing. He made them all, and uh, iTunes' spec for how to add episode artwork to a podcast, total bullshit. It just doesn't mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Um, so then there's a bunch of other shit. And they're not very helpful either. They're, well, I mean, they're just not. You can't even talk to them, right? Right. So it, it's it's just extremely uh, difficult to figure that out. So uh, what ended up happening, like now, in order for me to upload the episode, I have to wait for Roy to finish the art, which is fine. You know, it's another step, mm-hmm. but it's another but, step. But uh, I brought a laptop so that oh. I can try to do it. Although I don't have Illustrator on the laptop, I have a very old copy of Photoshop. So it won't look the same, but I'm going to try it. You could see just, if it works uh, out. You could just draw something on a napkin, mm-hmm. and then we could upload the napkin into the ID3 tags of oh, the MP3 okay. as it gets uploaded. That would work? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what else you got over there? Oh, okay. That was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. This is a kind of a long question from uh, James. Um James asks, you guys are artistic types, and I always like to hear you talk about the creative process, so maybe you can expound upon the dilemma I'm facing. I have two creative projects in front of me of very different stripes. One is an interesting but very research-intensive history play I've been wanting to write for years. The other a lot less work than the former, but I'm finding it really hard to motivate myself to work on something I'm not really writing for myself, even if it's just for a fun summer job. Since I actually put pen to paper on the history play a couple months ago, it's been absorbing most of my attention, which is great, but the other commitment, which is on a shorter timeline, is really frustrating. Any thoughts on how to balance different types of creative projects along with a day day job kids and writing questions to advice podcasts? I don't have any advice on balancing creative pursuits with like having anything approaching a normal sure. life or um, schedule because I'm terrible at that. What I do is every day I start a new project and forget all about my old projects I'm supposed to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That is, you know, I mean, I think that's one of the curses of being the kind of person that wants to do stuff is there is the, there is a... You wish you had minions. I wish I had minions. Really? Well, you'd think... You'd think that would be really awesome, but then it... <laughs> the minions that had your skill you and... You think anyway. clones... What you want is clones yeah. that have every aspect of your personality except the drive to actually make stuff on their own. Because I think what would actually happen if there were six of me would all is that there the would be thing. six times as many unfinished projects. Right, and they all wanted to use your started. computer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they probably all want yeah. to sleep with my girlfriend. And sure. I'm like, you know, I get that it's me, but that's not okay. Yeah, it'd be, I just, it'd be like that okay. movie Mr. Mom. Yeah. Um, you know, the the thing he says here that he has a summer job, so that needs to be done first. There is also the possibility that he can use uh, some of the, the aspects of um, the writing the play for the, the kids. Is that that's something? I do. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that was something. Um, 
and he can sort of work out some ideas for the larger project. I mean, if you've been working on this project for that long, it's really going to be okay for it to wait a little bit longer. Continue working on it, but get your day-to-day -day stuff done. And the thing about right? self-driven work is that there are no deadlines, right? Like you either have to manufacture deadlines, sure. but then it's really hard. But that's to, hard. It's really hard to take deadlines seriously if you know that you just made them up. Right. You know, you can like threaten other people to like, you know what, if you don't make this deadline, you're fired. And that's a way that a made up deadline gets some real gravity to it. But you but have to not do gonna, it just like you're not the shelf with the fire yourself. Yeah. You're not thing. gonna stick the cantaloupe up your own ass. Right. That's really. crazy. Plus it's your shelf. Why would you? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, you should get the first thing done, right? Not the big play, but the small thing, because then it'll be done. And there is a lot of satisfaction, even if you're getting a small project done of it being completed. There is a real danger. It is extremely pleasurable to do the first, you know, 12 hours of thinking mm -hmm. about a, a new, new project, project. Yeah. right? And you can, you can just end up in a situation where that's taking up all of your time. And you just think about that and don't even work on it. And every time right. you get bored with whatever you're working on, you're going to wander off and think, oh, boy, I should, I'm going to, instead of like, instead of pacing around the pool, smoking a cigar and thinking about the thing I'm working on now, right. I'm going to pace around the pool, smoke a cigar and think, think about some a new, new thing. thing. Right. And it's really exciting and it gets you, it gets your brain going, but it also, it uses up some of your juice. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's, it's very, it's very tempting. It's always really tempting to think about a new project, to start a new thing, but to just keep starting new podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this small, small project though has a deadline. It needs to be done Yeah, because having it's for people, a summer job. Having other people waiting for you is a powerful motivator, Yeah, right? Not wanting to disappoint other people right. is somehow easier to do than not disappointing yourself. Right. Right. Because you can beat yourself up all you want, but you can't let a bunch of little kids beat you up. No. Then you're a pussy. <laughs> yes, exactly. And pussies can't accomplish anything. Right. So uh, good luck with that. Beowulf writes, Is it okay to work a day during a holiday so your next few work weeks are easier, or should you always take the full holiday? Hmm. I, I mean, it's always okay to do work now to make future work easier, right? Like, there's nothing... There's nothing special about holidays. No, but it really depends also upon your obligations. Or is there is there something else going on on that holiday? Like, so often, like in 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 our lines of work, in the in the kind of things that we do, weekends have never really been particularly important, right? Like it's kind of just another day. You can make it something that is important if mm -hmm. you decide. All right, Saturday is the day that I you know spend the entire day just hanging out at home. I mean, I, I try to do that a lot more I have than, been. than you do. I have been lately. Oh, too. you have. But, you know, if there was something that I could do in four hours on a Saturday that I knew was going to make it. Yeah, you have to do that. Take half as much time for everybody to do their jobs sure. on Monday, then I'm totally going to do it. But if, say, it's your, uh, I don't know, someone's birthday and or some kind of trip or something, you have to be there on that Saturday and you already said that you would and blah, blah, blah then you kind of have to do that thing. Sure. Because you said that you would. Yeah. Right? You definitely have obligations other than your job, which is, sure. again, not something that I understand. 
Right. I don't even, I don't give a fuck, man. If I'm if I'm, like somebody's like, hey, uh, I'm going to be falling off this cliff at like, uh, you know, I don't know, like two. Would you like to catch two me? in the afternoon on Saturday? Do you think you could come by and catch me? I'd be like, sure, sure, whatever. But then if something comes up, mm-hmm. I'm like, um, and then you you uh, send gonna, them a text message. Not going to make say, it. Hey, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. Plus, maybe I hope, 20 minutes. Later. I hope that uh, I hope that removing your hand from the rope to check this text message doesn't make you fall earlier. Mm-hmm. I hope that you can find somebody else to catch you. Right. Before you fall. When you fall. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Bird589 says, what should I do if I nicely ask my boyfriend to trim his pubic hairs and he never does? Should I keep asking? Why won't he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he, why he wouldn't. I mean, if someone asked you to uh, trim some kind of hair somewhere, wouldn't you? I, it depends on who it is. If it was my girlfriend, yeah. Your girlfriend, Absolutely. Right? I mean, if it was just other? like a hobo, then no. You're like, I mean, shave your own beard first. If it was like a guy, you know, who was like stomping down the street saying, get rid of that hair, just keeping the mind control waves in. Right. I don't know why he would want me to let them out. I mean, where they could presumably first of all, him. I think he would suggest uh, for you to wear a tinfoil cap. Well, my hat is made of, my hair is made of tinfoil. That one didn't work at all. No. Um, so y- y- what you can do is here, here, here's what I imagine that I would do. Uh, say, wow, your dick looks really big because it totally does. If you trim your pubic hair, it makes your dick look really big. And uh-huh. then just like immediately give him a blowjob. Really? You think that would work? Yeah. And then. No, but she she is saying that he is not doing it. So she's not going to compliment him in that fashion. Well, you get him to do it. First you first you figure out the answer to this question and then later on you give him a blowjob. Sure. <laughs> that's that's sure. always going to be my to reinforce how how great it is. But you would have to say I am doing this because you trimmed these hairs and this is what you get. Yeah, you got you got to make it clear to him that I mean you could say, "Hey, I want to give you a blowjob. Go trim your pubes." Mm-hmm. Do that. Right. right. You got you to incentivize it. Work. And then say, oh man, that looks really big. I'm going to be mm-hmm. like, that's what I'm going to be all like. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. that's what I'm going to do. I'm a big I'm a big fan of the trim. Sure. No, I mean, I of like... your own trim? You know, I like... I like you the, like getting I like some the trim. trim. Yeah, that's, yes. that's, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a phrase that I really want to be out there. Right. Um, I think it is out there. I think it is too. Mm-hmm. You hear it sometimes. You just want to bring it back. I want to bring. It, I want to bring it back in a full swing. I feel like you have to have a mustache in order to use that phrase properly. You think? Yeah. Oh, so you can say it, but I can't. Well, I have a beard, not a mustache. But you also have a mustache. Yes, but it's not. It's a beard. People don't look at me and say, "Hey, that guy has a mustache and a beard." They just say he has a beard. Right. So like if you were wearing a fedora, people wouldn't say, hey, look at that guy. He's got a beard and a fedora. They would just say, ah, God, it's some jack off wearing a fedora. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, man, it's a good it's a good thing to trim, man. You're like all you're less sweaty. And it's like, sure. You know, like I said, the the whole thing about it looks bigger. I I trim my face. I don't I don't really trim trim downstairs. Ah, You should do it. Really? Yeah. I have a lot of I would. You're hairy dude. You got got hair like all over you. It'd be like a lot of mowing. I have some hair on my head and Uh I have some hair on uh, on my on my nuts and then Uh that's it. And Uh it's just my nuts too, which is weird. Do you trim the nuts? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, with scissors. Okay. It's it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's like no, it would it's, be scary. Yeah, it's fucking scary because yeah, you want to like go you, fast because this you take bo- your life into boring, your hands, but you don't want to go fast so because boring. oh my god, the penalty for failure I'm is so bored. Like, Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen this a million times, right? It's like it's dull. It's not. I mean, this is uh, a good advice question. If you're how, asking, do I, how do I retain the spark? 
<laughs> if you're asking somebody to trim, then that's important, right? So then you're trimming also, I assume, maybe. Right? You if better, it's important you to, be. to you. You better be, else, uh, else you're a hypocrite. I don't know. It's, it's really a consideration thing. Like, why, why aren't you doing this thing that I want you to do? Yeah. Also, just say, look, I'm not having sex with you until you trim your pubes. It's uh, gross. I don't, I don't like that. You don't like the Liz Estrada no. approach? No, I don't. Unless it's war. Why not? It's it's not really fair. You know, I, I think it's fair to say, I would like you to do this for me, right? But to withhold something, you know, especially sex, in order for them to do do that, I, I don't personally don't think, feel that don't, that's You fair. don't think that withholding sex is a, value, is a, is no. a valid tactic? No, because then it turns sex into a tool rather than something that you both want to do with one another. Yeah, but women don't actually want to have sex. They do. Oh, I know. They do. I know. I just like to pretend to be really... Yeah. Uh, really misogynistic mm-hmm. you know to, to mask my genuine actual misogynist beliefs <laughs> with confusion yes yes okay uh, uh, hidden in plain sight you know security uh, through obscurity try some of the things that i think we suggested and let us know how it goes well you know what you do you you walk around the house with uh, wireless clippers and you wait for him to pee and you're like Oh man, oh man, I gotta tell you this awesome story that I just you heard. You just jump and then in. You fall. You're like, oh crap, I fell. And you you trim a big swath of his pubes. But do it like on one side. Oh, I really don't like that either. You do it on one side so that then he has to fix it because then it's all. Oh, it's right. All, yeah, it's you're like uneven. Off centered. Yeah, oh man, that's. Boy, I would not be able to sleep if I. Oh, yeah, man. look at you. You're, you're ridiculous. Gonna, you're gonna be walking funny until yeah. that's it because weight's all distributed. Yeah, yeah it's like now. a cat. Yeah. You, you fall yeah. over. It's that balanced. shit is a mess. Mm hmm. Okay, so don't withhold sex. That was a terrible idea. Um, uh, that, that's just my suggestion. So, you're, but the, you're welcome okay, so to withhold sex like, from anyone you want. Do you feel you like want. rewarding somebody? I'm withholding sex from you now. Do you feel like rewarding someone with extra sex is also a thing well, that turns it into that a tool? Well, that is what, what, well, I mean, you, that is what you suggested. You said, uh, That is what I suggested, but I also suggested withholding sex, which you said, which you said was, was not a good idea. It's to positive me. reinforcement, right? So it's not, it's not wearing a choke chain. But it is getting a treat. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that is a tool. I, I you know, I, I mean, don't want it to be a negative it, tool. Either way, you've turned it into a currency. Hmm. You're right. With making love comes strange currencies. Uh, I feel like maybe you're gonna have to break up with this guy. Yeah, you could just find a guy who would try. You know what you should do? You should say, you know, have auditions. I've really been thinking of breaking up with you and getting a new boyfriend who trims <laughs> his goddamn pubes. That might work. I mean, it's, you know, you joke, yeah. but then, yeah, but yeah, then. you make it funny, but it's a real thing. It's mm-hmm. real. Say it in front of all of his friends. That's, yeah. that's what you, so I mean, I think what, oh, what is good. really going to help is emasculate him. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good thing. But if do. you're, if you're running around with, with clippers and you accidentally fall, you might actually emasculate him. You could trim, you could trim your own pubes you and then just walk them. around naked saying, God, my clit looks so huge. Yeah, that is always a turn on. Because then he'll understand. <laughs> All right. We had uh, we had one last question. This is a this is a depressing one. No, this is not the depressing one. Uh, Azu says, "Should I believe in unconditional love? My parents are shitty parents, and I kind of really fucking hate them sometimes. Also, there were some girls in high school that I told myself I was in love with, but they had serious personality flaws that were causing emotional trauma to themselves and others. I always hear that loving a person means accepting every part of who they are, but when a person does something like be an opinionated jackass and and or bitch all the time, or be the most controlling person in the world to the extent of demanding to know what you're doing, whether it's their business or not, shouldn't I be able to say to themselves or say to myself, I'm doing it for their own good, and try to talk them out of this behavior?" 
Huh. So yeah, you can try, but it's never ever going yeah, to work. It's not gonna work. If you are dating somebody and you if you're dating somebody and you can say of them, I believe that this person has a serious personality flaw that makes them and everyone around them unhappy, you should not be dating that person. Sure. No so, matter how big her tits are. Or or no how matter, big her clit is. No matter whatever. how nice she is to you on the good days. Right. It doesn't matter. Make if you're, up if for you're the thinking those days. things, it is not the right person. And you, you are never going to be able to change that kind of thing about somebody. Maybe 10 years from now, she will be a perfectly well-adjusted girl mm-hmm. who's dating somebody else. And maybe meet her in 10 years. Uh, I mean, also, loving someone is accepting all of their personality flaws. But it's also works when you find someone who isn't just full of personality flaws. Yeah, you don't have to like. I mean, that's the thing. You don't have to like everything about a person, no. right? I mean, and they're like, not going to like everything about you, right? It does, like you know. So let's say you unconditionally love your partner, and then one day she gets cancer. You don't have to be like, oh, I love, I love your cancer. I love right, that you tumor. You don't have to love the. I don't cancer. ever want that tumor to die. Because no, no, fuck that cancer. That cancer is bullshit. Love the lady, hate the cancer. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you, if you convinced yourself that you were in love with these girls, you weren't because you convinced yourself that that you were. I I don't know. I mean, I think there are maybe some people who are not cut out to really believe in love, and so mm-hmm. love to them is like, oh, yep, what's happening to me is what other people are talking about when they say they're in love. Maybe That's a I, way of, I don't a know. Way of convincing I, yourself. I also feel. I mean, that love is a thing that doesn't really work with one, right? I think you can be infatuated with somebody else and you you can care about them and care for them but the I, I mean like a mirror. the the idea of love being in like, love with someone I think works if you are both doing it. Love is right? like masturbating to yourself in the mirror. Yes. Only it's another person in there. And you'd be like I'd love me. <laughs> um yeah you know if you had shitty parents uh, then maybe you don't have a model of what normal people are like. And so you think, well, okay, so the best I'm going to get is some bitch that is crazy in a slightly different right. way than my mom was crazy. But like, no, there are girls out there that aren't all fucked up. There right. are girls out there that will just be nice to you. Exactly. You know, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to put up with somebody who is awful. Mm-hmm. There, there is, there is never a time, like maybe if you're like 90 and about to die, you could look at your wife of 80 years because you got married when you were 10 yeah, and think that happens. That is the best I will ever do. And you're right because you're about to die. But mm-hmm. anytime up to that, you should never have to look at somebody that you're unhappy with and say, I'm going to continue to be with her because I'm not going to, I couldn't, I don't deserve to be with somebody else. Sure. But what you're talking about isn't just like a dissatisfaction with, you know, I bet I could find somebody better. No, you're, not, you're talking about, not, but I'm saying, I deserve better than this. Right. Which I think that's the root of that, right? Like if you are with somebody and you're like, wow, you know, she's great, except for she's horrible, mm-hmm. you know, except she's an asshole to everyone and nobody except me likes her. Right. Or whatever, which it sounds like the kind of thing that he's talking about, right? I mean, right. it's like if if they are these, what you got to watch out for is that you're not an asshole, right? If you're that like, too. oh, she has this glaring personality flaw where she's constantly telling me to stop getting drunk and being an <laughs> asshole to people. <laughs> <laughs> then that's really your personality yeah. flaw. Um, you know, I was talking to someone today about this and how for me, when I decided that I would get married, uh, the reason that I felt it was probably going to work out, you know, and granted, I don't know what the future holds, 
but so far I feel like it's it's going to be you know all right was that um, there wasn't any sort of like special condition I never felt the way I had in the past that this will work out if only this and this and this changes you know and as far as myself I, I also had times when I became a horrible person with someone someone in particular no i don't think that ever happened. it did happen but the the thing is is that now um what was really important is that i felt like i became a better person and i also want to be a better person you know it's like uh the deadlines that you set for yourself you don't want to disappoint the person that you're with and and that's how i feel that's how i i know that it's maybe going to work out because I want to be better. Yeah, like and with Jack Nicholson, the way he finally got through to um, to Helen Mirren was to say, you make me want to be a man. Yes, you complete me. Here's Johnny. <laughs> uh, so we, we've got what Roy described as a good stinger. I don't know. <clears throat> uh, yeah, stinger. <laughs> the guy, you want to say it again? Stinger. What time is it now? It's Zach? time for the stinger. Okay. Uh, so, you know yeah. what? It's a stinger. It, so it, it is. It is. It is a. It is a. What do you? you, you do, there's one thing that Although you can do. Although we, or there's we do other... have a tendency to get a lot of questions like this, so maybe uh, cool, cool it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. This is not like the. This is not. Uh, when I was a kid, my uh, my friend convinced me that there was a show on HBO called Turds and Farts. Really? Yeah, and that it was like a sketch comedy show, and he described huh. one of the sketches. I asked him, like, what's it like? And he was like, well, there was this one sketch where this guy punched a huge turd and then uh, pulled his hand out and licked it and said, mmm, chocolate cake. Huh. And I, you know. Is this a real thing? Or he just made it up? He just made it up. Yeah, huh. that was, I don't think there was ever a show on each Shit, I'm, I'm registering the, the name tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that turdsandfarts.com is probably already taken. Um, turds and farts show. Okay, turdsandfartshow.com. Probably not. Uh, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe send us some stingers that are like, you know, mayonnaise or Miracle Whip or, or something that's not about poop or puke. Right. Uh, Which this, one this is, is. About both poop and puke. Uh, yesterday I had some food poisoning, writes Mark, and had vomiting uh, and diarrhea. I was busy puking and about a quarter of the way through when I realized there was no way of finishing before I would need to shit. I was faced with a difficult choice. I could change positions and puke on myself, but properly shit in the toilet or stay where I was and try to hold it, but most likely shit my pants. What should I have done? Did I make the right decision by shitting my pants? Mm -hmm. It's never the right decision to shit your pants. I don't know. Uh, he is a grown up. He can do what he wants. Right? That's true. If you want to shit your pants, mm -hmm. you can shit your pants. Yeah, that's the advantage. I mean, he probably got food poisoning from eating an entire celery stalk length bug on a log. Probably. And that runny, that runny uh, peanut butter, which yeah, I almost said toilet paper because that's what I was thinking about. That, that'll give you food poisoning. We were discussing this stinger at the office the other day, and uh, mm -hmm. one of our coworkers' girlfriends said, you know what you should do in that situation is just take off all your clothes and get in the shower. Yeah. I, and then I said, or your friend's pool. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it's at hand. <laughs> He didn't give us enough information here, right? There's a no. critical difference. Are you in a public restroom? Right. Right? Because if you're in a public restroom, matter. sit down. You, Vomit you, on you your got to carry out whatever is inside your right. pants, right? Anything. <laughs> yes, you do. Like, you know, if you're in a national Because you park, could always wash out your shirt or something. You just walk out with a wet shirt. If you're in, if you're in a national park, you, it, is, it is critical that yes. you take only pictures, leave uh -huh. only puddles of puke and shit. Right. Um, if you're at your own house maybe just shit your pants 
because <laughs> you're right there you're right there by the by the laundry. but there is something uh you're not going to want to clean your pants as much as uh your shirt if it has vomit on it right if your your pants Wait, are no i would think if i had pants that were full of shit i would want to clean that way more i'm than saying that would that be much more puke. unpleasant to clean the pants than it would be to now, to clean the shirt they both is just throw them in the pool <laughs> okay. like you said and just leave them yeah well i mean then it's the pool guy's problem the, right there is a... he'll, he'll show up and he was like oh i found this pair of pants in your pool oh, oh thanks there's That's... your problem there's a <laughs> pair of shit filled trousers in here clogging up the filter i went ahead and had those dry clean for you <laughs> Thank sir you. um he also doesn't consider um sitting down on the toilet and getting a trash can and vomiting into it Ooh, or yeah, you okay. can also sit back on the toilet seat and then just keep vomiting right into your lap you know like right through your legs so your your advice yes is to vomit on your own dick <laughs> i'm saying try to miss your That's, dick as much as possible that is all that is always your answer <laughs> you're like roy my car's been making this funny noise vomit on your dick yeah yeah well it does get rid of uh, athlete's foot oh good mm -hmm. Uh, well, hey, this is this has been a this has been a good time. Yeah. So, uh, should we mention a few things? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we should mention how people should reach us, right? They mm -hmm. can go to the website advicehotdog.com, and there are links to everything, including Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, uh, physical address, and no one has sent us any postcards yet. Thank and God. there is also a telephone number, uh, which is seven six nine two one eight nine two two five. And next is. week, I promise we will do some of the calls that have come in. There's at least one that we were going to use. Yeah. I just keep forgetting about it. Yeah, me too. Sorry. Maybe you should uh, write us a reminder or call us again with yeah. the same question. Send us a postcard reminding us to check the voicemail because you left three messages yeah. and you want to know if we got them or not. Yeah. And uh, I personally want to say uh, thank you to everyone for uh, placing some orders on, on my website. I've had a few and I think they came from this. And thanks and thank everybody you very for much. the uh, thanks everybody for the iTunes ratings. It's uh yeah we're we're, yeah, that's we're, another thing. we're getting up there. We're getting yeah. up there with the big boys. And if you haven't left a rating and you like the show, please please do leave one. And tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. You know you don't want to you don't want to hog all this advice to yourself, yeah. do you? It's free. It's free for everyone. Anyone. Anyone can listen to this. Speaking of free, we're going to be free of doing this show in a few minutes after yeah. we stop doing this show. Sure. Thanks for listening everybody. Thank you. I guess I meant a few seconds. Thank you.